Welcome to Awaken Church Online. In this Easter morning message, Pastor Dean Yoder encourages listeners to fix their eyes on Jesus. How's the world been treating you lately? I'm not trying to be pessimistic here. I think even the optimist has struggles and trials and things that come their way that Jesus overcame death for us. What do you do when these things come your direction? What do you do when struggles? What do you do when things that are hard? Do you know anybody with broken relationships right now? Do you know anybody who's sick? Like, there is something against you. There is something against us. And what do you do with that? And I think the kids mentioned it. They say you fix your eyes on Jesus. They said there was a joy set before Jesus. And Hebrews encourages us in Hebrews 12 to fix our eyes on Jesus. That's looking away from everything else, putting everything else aside and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. If I just read a little bit from Hebrews 11, 39 through 40 and 12, 1 and 2, I I changed a little bit so it would kind of flow, okay? Just, I, I didn't want to have to read the whole chapter. This is Hebrews. Every faithful person in history before Jesus, that's the part I added, has been commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses of the faithful before us, Let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Jesus had vision for his life. He knew he was going, and he knew where he was going after the cross. He didn't let it entangle him. Jesus' eyes were fixed on something past the cross. He didn't give it a second look. Jesus did not. It said he scorned the shame. That, that means that although he suffered, it was innocent, he was the victim, he didn't play the victim. He just put it behind him. In order to fix our eyes on Jesus, we're going to need to know where he is today. Knowing where Jesus is keeps us from becoming entangled in our own stuff, in other people's stuff. So where is Jesus? We just watched a play. The story that that played out in front of us this morning, it, it gave us an opportunity to see his death on the cross. It gave us an opportunity to see him resurrected, from the grave, but he's not on the cross anymore. He's not in the grave anymore. Those are that's that's where he he was and where he isn't. 
It's always important for us the first place to go is the cross. We want to start at the cross. We start at the cross to remember what Jesus did for us. That his, his, his crucifixion on the cross, his shed blood, creates a way for us to go back to relationship with the Father. But, but Jesus isn't on the cross. So the next place you might look for Jesus is in the tomb. In the empty tomb, it's a great place to remember that death has swallowed up, been swallowed up by victory. That death cannot hold our Savior. And that death can't hold you. Romans 8, 10, and 11 reminds us that if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Jesus isn't in the grave anymore. He's alive. He's defeated death. Death has been swallowed up in his victory. The tomb is a place where Jesus is not. And he, back, to, back to Hebrews, it, it, it reminds us in Hebrews uh, 12 that we are to fix our eyes on Jesus, and in order to do that, we have to fix our eyes on where Jesus is right now. See, Jesus is alive and well, and he sat down in heaven at the right hand of the Father. And that is the perfect place to fix our eyes. The perfect place to fix our eyes to find Jesus is where He's at. And where He's at is in heaven, seated next to His Father in heaven. Seated next to your Father in heaven, if you so choose. It's a choice. You might want to stay isolated from the Father by calling Him God. It's okay to call Him God. We see that written in the Bible. But, but if you can't see Him as your Father, you're missing out on everything that Jesus showed us. He said, if you've seen Me, you have seen the Father. You have seen the Creator. You have seen the beginning and the end. There was something great obtained by the faithful of the past. Those before Jesus. They, they obtained their promise for the future. But there was something greater for the future that they didn't obtain. And it depends on us. There was something for the greater that was come for the greater good. The greater, greater good of all. And that was Jesus, the Messiah, promise for all. Jesus brought redemption of all mankind who believe in him to return to the Father. But that's not the final good. Jesus did his part to redeem us, but there was one more part that he will do, but it, it requires all of us to run our race. It requires all of us to do our part. The greater work that's coming from Jesus is the perfection of those who are and and those who were deemed faithful. That's what it says. Hebrews 11 says, Since God had planned something better for us, that, that only together with, with us would they be made perfect. There is the saints of the past, 
There's the saints of now and the saints of the future that are waiting for our complete perfection by the return of Christ. That's the part that hasn't been obtained yet. And this is why we fix our eyes in Jesus. We have a race to run, and we have purpose in it. It was a joy set before Jesus, and it can be our joy. We're in a race. Don't tell me you don't feel the competition from other things out there. Don't tell me you don't feel the opposition from other things out there. Don't tell me you don't have obstacles that hang you up and try to slow you down. Listen, my junior year in high school, yeah, like years ago, <laughs> I went out for track instead of baseball. And I, the, the track coach told me he was going to make me a, a pole vaulter. Man, that sounded really cool. <laughs> but he didn't. <laughs> I was a little disappointed. In fact, what he did do was, since I wasn't like this track person, he looked for the events that didn't have enough people in them that, and that, so you could get points. That's what he did. Hey, Dean, will you run the 300 hurdles for us today? Sure. This can't be too bad. 300 meters with some hurdles involved. That can't be too bad. I mean, it's not even once around the track. Oh, my. <laughs> there was not a joy set before me in that. That was the hardest race I'd ever ran, I think. You couldn't, you couldn't just focus on trying to get to the finish line because every 35 meters there's a hurdle. I kind of wish they'd put like a bucket to throw up in at each one. <laughs> that was a hard race. I don't know if I ever ran it again. You know, what I was really excited about, though, the one thing that kept me going is they put the crowd at the finish line. Like, if you put the crowd at the beginning when you're all excited and you're full of energy, that's... That's, that's good, I guess. Maybe it gives you a little boost out of, the, out of the gate. But when I really needed it, there was this crowd at the end cheering everybody else that was ahead of me. But <laughs> as I came dragging hurdles on my feet, and no, it wasn't that bad. But the saints that have gone before us, Hebrews say, is the great cloud of witnesses. And they are waiting for their perfection. They're waiting for it to be complete. They got some of their promises, but they didn't get all their promises. And it was a promise that was so much better than just getting their own promises that we would be all perfected together under the bond of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Because Jesus Christ was and is and is today. He's always been. I know he showed up at a certain time in history, but he has always existed. And I want to encourage you, if things are getting you down, to turn your eyes and find Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. There, there is a great cloud of witnesses who is waiting for you to cross the finish line that is cheering you on. Like, they know how good it is right now. They went through this part of their life already. They're, they're in heaven. They're waiting. 
And I can tell you that when Jesus was crucified on the cross and risen from the dead, that they had to have been so excited because everything changed because now it was available for whoever wants it. Some people think that the numbers are predestined because they use that predestined. But, but the Bible is clear that whosoever believes on the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. You enter the predestined part. There's not a cutoff. There's not, oh, we've reached our quota. There's not a quota in heaven. It's not limited access. There's not limited rooms. We are here to help Jesus take back to heaven everything He died for. Every soul we can drag, kicking and screaming. We'll take you kicking and screaming if you want. You know, maybe you didn't know you had a place that you could fix your eyes other than just on all the crud that's going on around you. Maybe things are going really great and you think, man, my life's pretty good. I'm an optimist. Everything's half full. That's great too. Better reason to celebrate. But the truth is, is Jesus died for all of us. One for all. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that's why we're here this morning. We're celebrating a resurrected Christ. What would it take, Rob, to get you to come back up and play us one more song? So we close. Does that work? Yeah. You got a guitar? We're just going to close. Pick one. Why don't we stand together? We'll all stand together. We'll close. Listen, if if you haven't ever chosen Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you haven't ever done it and you want to do it today, tell somebody next to you, I want to do this. I'm in. I didn't know there was a great cloud cheering me on. I didn't know that Jesus was seated in, in, in heavenly places next to the Father. That we only have to run the race because the race has always already been won. Like we're, we're running a, a a race that's been won already. And all we have to do is say yes. All we have to do is say yes and start following. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your finished work on the cross. Thank you that you have uh, created a way for us to return to the Father. Lord, I ask if, if anybody in here this morning just needs to reconnect with you, that you would just give them a peace knowing that they have. And if they haven't ever before, that you, you would just kind of give them a little, little prod right inside. Hey, you, you just, Jesus is calling you right now. <laughs>